with our nets and gear we're faring on the wild and wasteful ocean it's there on the deep that we harvest and reap our bread as we hunt the bunny shows a parent. The Bonnie Shoals of Herring. Whoa, did you just cut it out? Like I, you we just had severed it? that. There's, there's nothing <laughs> funny about the Shoals of Herring. They're in That's a very working class, um, uh, it's a fisherman's song. Yeah, welcome to the uh, Evening Tickler, where we are all proletariats and comrades tonight. Yeah. If you listened to last week's show, we had the Russian uh, contingency on, and we used the word comrade several times. We tonight... Did you really? Uh, yes, we did. Oh. And, uh, and the, the gentleman that you might have uh, heard, Misha, the Russian gentleman uh, who was married to Victoria is doing a documentary right now on the Americans. If you watch that show, it's about these deeply planted Russian spies who have families, and these kids grow up as Americans. Well, they were found out in the 70s, and they were all sent back to Russia. And these kids, can you imagine you are an American, and suddenly you land in a land that politically, socially, culturally, and language... Wait, they're sent back to Russia? They're sent back to Russia. Oh. And so Misha has found these kids. Wow. You know, they're grown up now. Yeah, that's intense. And he's doing this documentary on what it was like to be ripped away from yeah. everything you thought was real. Well, and that's so of the moment because that's what's happening to, I mean, that's what's going to happen to all these DACA kids, yeah? Oh, exactly. No, it's a very to topical conversation. They're, but they're all going to be thrust back into El Salvador. They've never <laughs> lived in El Salvador. Which, which I think is the sort of test that makes or breaks a man or a woman. When you are removed from everything that is familiar and, and you are then by your wits and, and by the thin strings of reality you have left, you have to go about remaking yourself. Well, if you read all those stories about people who are liberated from uh, Auschwitz or whatever and then they spend, it's, it took them 18 months, two years to be processed through the process of Europe and to, to decide where they could go and then they got to start. And then, then they start from there with no family, with no nothing or whatever. They're like starting in Sweden. Or yeah. Germany. And so uh, Julian's back with us. You can hear it in, yeah. his, in his voice. And uh, he's full of fish and wine. And Kirby we have, hasn't said a we word have Kirby Olsen with us, who <laughs> is the smartest guy in the room. And we know he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah, because, because he's, he's silent. He's, he's, uh, which is the true measure of a, of a man. I, uh, Kirby, good to have you. Oh, thanks. I and, said a word. And, a word. Yeah. Can you hear me? Several. You could go. No, you, you could, could get even closer. Get, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can right. you hear me? Oh yeah. You sound, you like, Barry, you sound like Barry. Yeah, White. Okay. Yeah. I got to get used to this. <laughs> you sound this, like uh, Barry White. <laughs> this is the time of the year when all of us go through that disoriented period. Okay. It's 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 late January. We've got another month of darkness, and we lose ourselves. We lose the common language that we have in the euphoric summertime. We, we lose the connections that we have when we're out prancing around. And we find ourselves probably not unlike uh, these poor kids taken to Russia. And these, these poor kids that are going to be removed from America and taken back to Mexico, um, stumbling. And... I, maybe I'm just projecting my own stuff right now. But do you, do you find that this time of the year leads us to explore the other in us? How are you feeling, Kirby, about this time of the year? I, I don't like it, but it's not really hurt me yet. It, what? Will, it will hurt me in about February. And what, uh, it does it every time? 
Yeah, about February, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I feel stir crazy, but right yeah. now it hasn't been that hasn't bad of a winter, has it? Yet? Yes, so it's far. been awful. I mean, cold, it, uh, it was really a bad cold snap, but yeah. how in it, itself the cold and and the horribleness was an event, and so it kept me really off of the what leads you into what I think getting hurt is the sameness of the darkness and despair but are we just talking about stir crazy or are we talking about like it getting into your neurons a little bit and starting to feel like i, I don't even know who i am it hasn't hurt me that bad yet but you does it every year it does it yeah. does in february does it go soul deep or does it just annoy you oh i can't take it, <laughs> I can't take so, it so so deep and every day i'm like i'm waiting for April 1st and then hoping, and then April 1st is still not good. Snowy and no. cold. It's still not good. But what it? does it do? Does it make you sad? Does it make you... Do you feel betrayed? <laughs> e- empty. In, really? So it really goes there, yeah? Because oh, it yeah. does for me. It totally does oh, for totally, me. Oh, totally. Me too. Totally. Yeah. You know, they say that we're... Sorry. What are we doing? What are we doing here? <laughs> well, we have each other. I don't... That's... that's are we here medicine. because we all... Are we, are we here because we have to be? Where's there to go? Because if you go south, then you got bugs. There, there, <laughs> this is this is all preparation. That's a consideration, huh? Yeah, for it's me. bugs versus because I can't stand bugs, bugs versus just total, tundra, total death. Kirby, Kirby, don't <laughs> yeah. you think this is all preparation for the final solution that happens at end of life when we have to embrace the fact that it, we are alone, and uh, and this is just preparation for that final moment when we, you know. We're, we're either going to go out confused and screaming, or we're going to go out with a little prior knowledge. And this is the prior knowledge, uh, the training ground. That's why we're here. Is that right? Wow, that could what be do you it. Think, Kirby? That could be it. You're a teacher. You should be able to instruct us on this. Well, the Buddhists say philosopher that. Too. The Buddhists say that it's a really dark time, and you need help. That you need help at that point. Where do we get help? I forget where they said you got help. <laughs> they didn't say the pharmacologist French or whatever. Line. Did they? I think that you're supposed to have a spirit guide. You're supposed to have some kind of spirit guide. Do you so, have a spirit guide? No, no, no of no kind, no kind maybe at all. Maybe an angel, maybe. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, not ignoring that. I'm yeah. not ignoring it. But I don't. We don't know, do we? Would you hope? For I one? don't have a spirit guide. Would you hope for one? To just knock the door open and okay. take you to a good place. And pick me up. And yeah. Okay, so me. what's the voice that sees you through the... Because you're talk, you're, we're not talking about... We're not talking different things here, yeah? We're talking about it being pretty dark. Dark. Yeah. Self-annihilating okay, so, darkness. So, so what gets you through is just thinking, I know it won't stay this way. Chocolate cake. No, no, no facetiousness now. What gets us through? <laughs> Can you think about... I'm not being facetious. You totally are. You don't, you, don't know. What gets us through? Can we well, can, if you thought about dandelions, if you were to think and really reimagine dandelions... <laughs> come on. Dandelions. <laughs> Chocolate not, cake. What is yeah, it that gets you through? Is it a philosophical thing? Is it a poetic thing? Do you read... What is it? What gets you through? It's exercise. Oh, like uh, literally physical yeah. exercise? It is. I have to the exercise animal. two hours a day. I have to go up and down steps 20 times. I have to play basketball. I I have uh, to walk four miles, five miles. You figured miles. it out for yourself. That's a good thing, actually. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. That's you, the only thing that can get so me So do you give advice to other people that are in this uh, fit of uh, darkness? I didn't know that anybody else was like Oh, this. for God's sake. Oh, really? On, Kirby, are you crazy? The, yeah, well, you are crazy. The world is this big circle of darkness at this time of the year. But We're all holding hands. They just don't admit. But yeah. maybe other people are We're not. ashamed of it. I never hear anybody else complain. I you guys are the first guys I've ever heard complain oh, stop the way it. I feel. Stop it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Because it's not de rigueur to, to complain because we live in a culture where 
yeah, you go, well, you've got to have some like upbeat kind of thing. And also, it would be a bummer if we all just complained the whole time. But everybody's thinking the same thing. You got whole villages okay. that are taking oxycontin. If, if, Why are they? If, if they are not, maybe if they us. are not, act, if they're not speaking to the issue, they are certainly acting it out in certain ways. That's got to leak out somehow. So at this time of the year, even though you're around people that are not addressing the darkness and the and the pain. They must be behaving in different ways. Um, maybe their their shoulders are coming up and their heads are shrinking down. Mm. And they're showing up late for work and they're drinking more. And I think they've just worked out ways to get through the bleakness. And but that's how, not a good thing. How do people work out ways to maybe we're softer? Exercise? Maybe we're softer. We are a little softer. I think we are. I think we are. But you know what? I'm proud to be a little softer. Me too. <laughs> but you know, I hit a deer over in Pennsylvania about a month ago uh-huh. and during the worst part of that cold snap i went to pick the car up yeah i couldn't even stand to get out of the rental and go walk 10 feet to get to the car yeah but the guys behind the desk who helped uh-huh. me and had me pay out you know the yeah. stuff they were so cheerful they yeah. were just so cheerful yeah like, but oh, you know what if you go to siberia or if you go to whatever you're always going to find people who are adapted to that mm-hmm. who are uh, the madness it's a form of madness is everybody hearing a weird hissing sound in their yeah. ears yeah what that's is that? Something's the leaking. Of, that's the sound that's of reality. That's the sound of li- life reality leaking is, away. Reality escaping. <laughs> right? It's that gassy. It's ass gas. It's, it's gone. Um, it's leaking less. That was it you. Is. <laughs> what is it? It was you. What is it? What, no, I, what? what are those bubbles in your nose I'm right serious. now? I'm serious. What the hell is it? <laughs> it's so, still there. It's just much quieter. It is gone. the effervescence gone. of Kirby. That was it? It was Kirby <laughs> bubbling away. It, well, can I say something more about the darkness. It's, yes, keep going on the darkness. I like well, the darkness. I lived, it, I lived in Finland for five years, and it's winter 10 months there. Oh. And you get then the green winter. The green winter, it's green, but it's still very cold. And so that's when everybody commits suicide because it has the highest suicide rate in the world. Right. But yeah. they kill themselves then. Yeah. In the green winter, because they're still not feeling well. Yeah. So one of the things that I like about winter is it gives you permission to just go ahead and just, kill yourself. Yeah, just feel like awful. Yeah. And just say yeah. it's the weather. That's yeah, the there's not a contradiction <sighs> there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. makes That's sense. That's brilliant. Yeah. Of Let off the hook. Yeah. And it's so when people still get a bummer, a, though, it is. Um, <laughs> do you think at this time of the year that um, the saving grace that people can point to? as uh, the surrogate blame E is a cold a virus. Uh, well, they're doing they, that they too, use, aren't they? Look they at what we just that. went outside. Yeah. I know. Yeah. They use that as an excuse yeah. for everything else. For it's everything just, just being horrible. shit. They just, my nose is dripping. I know. When their life is really... I know. Did you hear that gas sound? Yeah. <laughs> it's really the existential <laughs> dilemma that we just heard. I know. It's true. You guys both look well, though. You're do well. we do we look cheerful and upbeat? I just well, came back. So do you. I just came back. Yeah. What what do you account your good looks and health to? Is it too? Are you exercising two hours a day right now? I. I That's I, it. I really have to. And you don't drink uh, uh, liquor or coffee. No. And you engage in uh, very strenuous intellectual so acts. There's like no oblivion for you at all because oblivion plays the, a, is is a factor in my life. I mean, I like a little oblivion, but you got you're you're looking it straight in the eye, yeah. No booze, no whatever. I, I'm sleeping a lot. Yeah, that's not really oblivion. Well, what no, I'm talking about. Yeah, well, I guess it is a kind of oblivion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I it, don't sleep so much. Maybe so if strong. I drank less of that, I'd sleep a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I like to sleep. I like to watch something boring and yeah. fade off. 
Like just yeah. turn on a basketball game between two teams I don't care about yeah. very much. I yeah. just drift. You know, you, right. you might you might try going to church too. That that's a great way to go to sleep. It's just have, oh, you, have you yeah. actually nodded off in your church? I have, yeah, mostly because it's Sunday after a very heavy Saturday night party thing, and and you're at ten o'clock in the morning. Sometimes you just nod out in spite of the vigors of the sermon and, and the songs. And, and well, you guys go to really boring churches, though. Well, not necessarily. Well, I, you kind of I, do. I find that even though we don't have a big choir and we don't have a full organ sort of set up, it the words and the and the pomp and circumstance are. Very there's engaging. not much pomp, and there's not a whole lot of circumstance the, either. Well, there's not incense, and they're not robes and funny hats. You know, I've been to church. I've been to church loads of times over the last uh, six weeks, four weeks, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's been amazing. For weddings or funerals? No, 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 no. I was in England. I was in Italy, so I just go along to uh, all the all the pretend, Sturm and Drang of them to, doing whatever. To pretend that we went to. I took um, Jonathan oh, and uh, Winnie to Evensong at St Paul's Cathedral. And we sat in the choir. We managed to work our way to sit in the choir. But that's amazing. That's totally, the ritual of all of that is amazing. So that kind of church I can hang with. But I can't hang with your guy's church. You've, you wouldn't know because you've never been. <laughs> I've now, totally been. Are but you I crazy? Get, listen, I want to get back to Kirby's point, which I think is a, there's a little bit of brilliance in, in what he's talked about. And it, it could open up into a whole genre of new age philosophy where <laughs> if you get yourself close to something so boring that it rocks you to patience, it could completely wipe out the opioid epidemic. You know, forget about heroin. Get involved with something so deeply boring that it puts you into a stupor. Okay? You with me? Yeah, but I haven't done the OxyContin stuff, so I, I, I don't know what it's like. <laughs> you might like that so much more. Right, don't, don't try it. I can't really Because you are, you're on the path of boredom right now. You should totally it, give it a go. Uh, and you'd be like, I, I've been missing out. Oh, well, my God. This is this so stuff? much better. No, Kirby. Can I get this in downtown Kirby. Rocks, Oversleeping is a gateway drug to uh, heroin. Okay, so let's just get that down on the table right now. Be careful. Because okay. the gateway drug is part of your routine right now. So uh, just be aware and be careful <laughs> and stay with the sleep. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be fair for us to lose you to OxyContin. There's, there's already so many other casualties. It oh, would be, it would be tragic. Be, yeah. Have you yeah. thought about Good writing story, your own, uh, what do you call it, the, the verse that happens when you're dead? Wait, you write, yeah. In the newspaper, your um, you're not allowed. To, you're not allowed to nod. Would you have you written your own? Have you <laughs> have you thought about writing your own obituary yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> and I'm here nodding. I forgot that I was on radio. I thought this was TV. No. <laughs> Not yet. Um, that'll happen soon. But, ha Julian, have you thought about right, how you would want your obituary? To well, no, fall? but everybody's thought. Everybody's late at night thinking, like, hey, it'd be nice if they Who showed up said and this. Or this and, and then you're like, this piece of music would be kind of cool. Like this person and, to show yeah, up done and a little cry. Bit. You'd like yeah. some, some people to cry. But actually, I wouldn't care, would I? Well, yes, you would. Nah, but I don't care. Julian, stop it. Don't care. You, the way that you think about yourself is going to extend after your mortal coil. No, right I on. so feel like it isn't, which is the whole tragedy of it, is that it's not. It's just is that I'm black. so important until I'm suddenly not important at all. What do the philosophers say about that sort of narcissism? <laughs> Yeah, what do they say? Yeah. About what kind of narcissism? Where are you so... Uh, oh, caring about yourself after? 
Well, yeah. no, but if you're this, because I consider my, like this whole idea of life after death or, you know, because I don't believe in any of that. Yeah. It, to me, the dilemma between the fact that I'm clearly the most important thing that's ever existed on the planet. I must be because I'm the vessel through which I'm perceiving everything. And the point at which I'm extinguished by it. I had a moment in uh, Venice <laughs> where I woke up in the middle of the night where I was tense about something and I'm like, Am I having a heart attack? You know, and then you're like, well, no, of course I'm not, because I'm not the kind of person who has a heart attack. And then you're like, wait, I'm 54 years old, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm like exactly the kind of guy who has a heart attack. And then <laughs> in, the, in the middle of all of that That's is that moment of realizing, like, wait, I'm the most important thing in the world. And the point at which, because I would never call the ambulance or whatever, because it would be too embarrassing. So you just lay there in bed and die. And then at that point, you're uh, at that point you're uh, of, of absolutely no importance whatsoever. You're just a piece of you're just a piece how of tissue. Did, how long did it take you to process that after? Waking I had to up? get up. I had to get my or? no. I had to get my uh, my um, feet under me. Walked to the kitchen. I like knocked over an espresso cup and smashed it. Took a uh, took a drink of water and then I was like, oh, now I feel a lot better. <laughs> so I guess there's some heartburn or something or whatever. But there was definitely the recognition of that mo yeah. uh, that moment of being like, wait. Is this a moment where you pass from being godlike to being irrelevant? But what you've just, what Julian has just said is exactly. <laughs> it's a lot of nodding. Is it, he's just described February <laughs> in the Catskills. You know, you, you wake up in a cold sweat. You think you're having a heart attack and you're going to die. And you go through all of these existential thoughts about losing yourself. And, and I have to believe that that's what you and me and Julian to a degree experience stretched out. You know, he just described, if you will, um, uh, candy, sort of that soft caramel candy, you know, a nougat in time. What we what we explore in February is that stuff warm and stretched out forever, right? And that's a lot worse than just an evening of knocking over espresso cups and discovering it's okay. But, but, but if you go out in, in Venice and walk down the street... There are so many distractions, aren't there? And aren't yeah, you? No, then, you're, but, then you're happy again. No, yes, of course. Whereas yeah. we can't do that here. Yeah, that's, that's no. another problem. Oh, well, no, I wasn't here. comparing it to that. No, no, no. I love being over there for all of those reasons yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and a myriad of other reasons. That, mm -hmm. that, but nonetheless, what we were talking about the moment before that was the explanation philosophically for how we reconcile the fact that we are simultaneously the most important thing in the world because we are this vessel um, and also the abject recognition that we're of absolutely no uh, consequence whatsoever so how do we how do we bridge that because you teach philosophy yeah yeah so how do we that, all the philosophers have, re have wrestled with that yeah i think so uh, yeah but i think the only thing really is just to distract yourself from the truth. Yeah. Well, and what's the no truth? truth. Well, no, truth. no, no. So what's the truth? Heidegger would say that your tr the truth is the truth of that hum, that horrible hum at the, co at the core of being. Which is, which is absence. Which is what? It's, it's the, the indifference. It's the presence of being, that you're, that you're alive and that you're suffering and that there's a scream going on inside of you. But why is there a scream going on? Because of the indifference of the universe. Because we're irrelevant. Yeah. What, exactly. What's screaming? That's, what, that's what's the, causing the that, scream? That is the terror, don't you think? The terror is that there's an indifference out there. Unless you believe in a creator and, and, and all of the scriptures that go behind that. All right. So uh, let's ignore that for a second because yeah. that's a whole, that's another layer that we're adding on. I said unless, but let's go back to the, the existential philosophers. Well, Heidegger, Heidegger would claim that 
before we had all of our distractions, the whole media, we could get mad at somebody for being a supporter of this person or that person. We could go back and just simply be alive to being. And I don't understand what, do you mean? what it is. What does that mean? Being with a capital B. It's a... Existing in a state of being with be no distractions. That's very Buddha-like. Try to, try to think about it maybe this way. There's very few moments that we actually experience that. You experienced it in your apartment in Venice when you... Of being painfully aware. Painfully of being, aware of being B. alive. Yeah. No, no, no. But that's being painfully. We also experience it in peak moments where we're like, oh, oh my God, there is nowhere better to be than here right now. But generally it's crisis where you get into that point. But continue on. But I... Kirby. Well... You've got the microphone. Uh, you've got, you've, you've <laughs> got the turkey right. Yeah, give us, give us more Heidegger. More Heidegger. Heidegger. I think when Heidegger talks about being, it's that state. I've never been stoned. But when people talk about being stoned, they say that you're completely alive right now and that it's an extremely painful state. Hmm. But it's also very awake hmm. and it kills you. But, and so Heidegger claims that all of our technology, including this radio station, is an attempt to distract ourselves from that, that feeling that the farmers must have had in Iowa yeah. before radio yeah. in 1880. Yeah, but they had some yeah. other distraction. No, we'll continue maybe, on. The, the, that feeling that they had um, was exactly what? He claimed it was just being, and, and I'm with him. I, I understand it because it's a very painful thing, and... I try to distract myself from it. Yeah. Well, life is a distraction. Then. Have you ever had that experience yourself? Yeah. I mean, in a, in a, I've had it, and I can, I can, I, I'll talk to you about my big B moment. I was up in Baffin Island with a group of people, and we were doing some first ascents on mountains that had never been climbed, and we were bazillion miles away from humanity, and we were so far away from the shorelines that the Inuits, the uh, native people, had never even gone up into this area. So we were the first people to be foolish enough to walk into this part of the world. And there was this night standing up on one of these peaks uh, where the sun was setting and that crepuscular evening set on and the, the shadows were long and it, there was no color. And there was this wind that was blowing through this long, long view. And my reaction was the antithesis of anything aesthetic or romantic. There was this appalling sense of loneliness, mm -hmm. okay, which I think astronauts have felt when they were walking through moonscapes mm -hmm. before. Yeah. But that big B that, um, that you're referring to that farmers have when you are so alone and all you can do is be aware that you are alive and there's nothing else there is the most, maybe the most terrifying, appalling emotion I've ever had. All, all I right. wanted to do was run. All right, that makes sense. Um, um, I guess probably we've all been in situations, whether it's a geographical thing or an emotion thing, whatever way you're stripped down to that. But is, is Heidegger saying that that is a, that once upon a time people just used to live in that state? Yes, yes. What? Yeah. That's unthinkable. Well, before... People who did 80 years on the planet feeling like that? He claimed no, that, I, I he claimed that before Socrates, every, everybody was like that. What a place to live. And Socrates wrecked it. But he thought it was the place where poetry happens because you have to start to sing. But that would be a distraction too. Yes, but it's also a way to deal with it. 
Sing and dance. Sing. I don't. Well, is it distraction a way to deal with it? Come on. Once you start to whistle, you start to tap. So everything that's come from that point of Socrates being on is a is a form of distraction. Is singing, dancing, which turns into being on the computer, or what? Yeah, everything. You're saying that that had to happen because people had to find a way to not be staring, shrieking at themselves. Yeah, but that's so interesting. But people didn't live for eighty years in a state of that suspended. He claimed they did. I, I, I would have to, you know, he was there and I wasn't, but all the same. He wasn't me, there. He wasn't for, there. For me touching that. He's well, a you, modern guy. He, he wasn't there. He could touch it in his imagination. His mm. imagination workshop took him back in his time machine to the rock apes. And in that space where there was this ex, existential void, people started, because there was no outlet and no solution, they started to, like, tap nervously, and then it made a pattern. Totally. And then they started to move their they feet. They were doing it way and before then, that. And, and, and then this guy. They were sharpening a spear to throw into a buffalo and then or whatever the, women, the hell they were doing. The women started to wiggle a little bit. And they're like, the I like the look at that. that. That's and, working. And culture was formed, <laughs> and, and it got us into a lot of trouble. All right. So right. he's right, apart from one think, thing, think, which is they didn't live for very long in that, that state of pure one note if you had to live in that state the way he said we lived you would absolutely take a coat hanger right up no they wouldn't be able to allow coat hangers in the room (laughs) no (laughs) that's how coat hangers were invented right (laughs) that'd be like nothing it would be a padded cell it would have to be like a bad pink floyd (laughs) video I think we're on to something here. But you know what we're really on to is this, that you're listening to WIOX is Community that Radio. Is that Live um, and local in the Catskill Mountains. Is that count? The high digger condition. Or on oh, NTC Cable Channel ignore 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is important, WIOXradio.org, <laughs> on the web or any smart works. device. This is the Evening Tickler with Julian and Kirby. <laughs> And I and I hope that you at this point do that again when we come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. At yeah, this yeah. point, are you, you done yet? That Kirby <laughs> is the smartest guy at the table tonight. Um, I forgot to mention it is time for you to all stop reading and reflecting. You know, drop your books. It's we are dining and discussing now. WIOX is supported by the Phoenicia Diner on Route 28. For breakfast and lunch made with seasonal ingredients sourced largely from the Catskills and the Hudson Valley. Traditional meals with a fresh twist, brunch cocktails, and New York beer, wine, and spirits. Open Thursday through Monday, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., 845-688-9957. Or PhoeniciaDiner.com. WIOX is supported by Berkshire Farm Center and Services for Youth. Offering information and help to individuals and families interested in foster parenting and dispelling foster care myths, including the need for a full-time long-term commitment, having to be married, or being too young to foster. Berkshire Farm Center and Services for Youth. Changing lives, creating futures since 1886. Learn more about foster care at 844-427-5747 or berkshirefarm.org. We are rolling back so slick. to dinner um, after um, after discovering a truth. This is, a, this is something, you know, drop your books, stop reading and reflecting. We've got a truth that we're going to roll out to you like a sushi roll uh, <laughs> right now that we can chop into little pieces and enjoy. And the truth is this. We've all heard about the new age love of North, You know, there's and north, there's the concept of going north. All around the world, people think you go north, you're going to get pure, 
You're going to find your true self, that nature's going to redeem you. But there's the darker side of the concept of North. Uh, take it away, Kirby. Well, I guess I was thinking about Heidegger and being and thinking about Edvard Munch's The Scream, which everyone can, I think, picture, right? And it's a northern picture. You don't have that at the equator. You have it, something different. They're eating papaya and drinking <laughs> and dancing and going to the beach. Literally they don't have their hands over their ears with a big the hole in the middle of their face. <laughs> yes. Some, something happens to the people the in the north. north that makes them invent math. and <laughs> Right. And, yeah. and Protestant philosophy, where mm -hmm. you're thinking many years and you're losing track of what's right in front of you because there isn't anything in front of you. Right. You know? Absence. There's just an absence of yeah. anything tangible. Yeah. In the bleak in the dark February. Man, of, so we should all uh, run to the middle section. But the trouble is the trouble is that, that 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 belt is becoming less and less inhabitable and everybody's gonna be running up. Because we're gently, in some weird way, we're kinda of proud of the North. Yes. Like I come from the north of but England that's pure, or whatever. That's a Puritan concept. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to look down at London and we bullet. want to be like, you know what, we're from the north and we do what Tougher. we want. Or, yeah, yeah. Independent. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, even though we suffered the entire time of being from the north, we want to we yeah. want to wave that as a flag. And, we, and because right. of that, we become such horrible judges of people that oh, are living soft, lovely lives. Because in the south, in the equatorial places, you're not going to freeze to death. And we will freeze to death in the north. You're not going to starve to death. And we will starve No, they're doing fine. Here. They're okay. And, and, and they have sex all of the time uh, totally. because it's hot. And, totally. and we don't have that up totally. here. No, and you so, know it when you go to those places because you're like, yeah, wait, you it's nice it. here. And you yes. can feel the yes. sex happening I know. everywhere. And the things grow and things warm taste and good. Well fed Sm and things smell good. Yeah. Skin yeah. is smooth. Nothing <laughs> smells like wrinkly, anything here. Crackly. What a dump. <laughs> what are we doing up here? Why are so we're many... proud of ourselves. <laughs> yes, we are. We're so proud of it. We are so messed up. Um, <laughs> I want all of the people listening in Brazil right now to write it's in. It's so and true. Give us their uh, it's, you go down to Ecuador, you're like, these people love each other. Yeah. They know how to love. They sing. They know they, they sing. They stay up at night. They love each other. I know. They have, they have lots of children. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we, we sit back and we come up with reasons why they I are know. inferior What a bunch us. of Losers. We are a bunch of losers. Yeah. That whole existentialism comes from Denmark. Is it, it with, <laughs> is that all, with Kierkegaard Kierkegaard all those guys? Yes. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And all these horrible and the austere, further north you get, the more. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know in the films that came out of that part of the world in the sixties, those dark, horrible Still to this day. films Still. are just so horrible. Even Las Trier or whatever, you know, it's just, hard. It's it like, is. Fuck, you know, yeah. I remember, you know, as a kid watching that stuff and and wondering, is this the world I'm gonna grow up yeah. in? Yeah, scenes and from then, marriage. And, <laughs> and then I became the Munch picture of just the screaming face hole. Yeah. I didn't want that. <laughs> <laughs> the face hole. I, think, I want a T-shirt. <laughs> Living in the North makes you a face hole. <laughs> and it does. And here we are. But, you know, the camaraderie, the, the saving grace is that when you get, it's like a church. When two people gather in the name of whatever, of you start North. to feel better. You start to feel better about it, even when you're in the bad pudding. You know, you yeah. taste it and you go, well, at least we're eating it together. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and yeah. There's, what, what is it about that? What do the philosophers say about the sharing of pain that is redemptive? Wow. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's a truth. Maybe philosophy is always from the North, though. 
because you don't they get don't much. need it you don't get, <laughs> no, they, the they don't the need South it they, they just get on with yeah. it yes. <laughs> so maybe all philosophies about the it's north it's so true it's germanic it's all of course here. because they have to explain it yeah, those middle it. guys are like what are you talking about they down there they say why are you so proud of all of that stupid literature that you weigh yourself they're like down that, with that sounds awful all we we wake up yeah. in the morning we eat a lovely papaya right. we go swimming we make love then in the evening we we make we dance a little bit, whatever. We have a few drinks, and we then we go to stories. sleep. We do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, and well, we do something similar. Yeah, we, we build math. <laughs> we, make, we make algorithms and a lot of money so that someday right. we can come down here and right. vacation. We can go on holiday down there. That's so true. <laughs> what? It's so We've wrong. worked it all out. <laughs> We worked it all out. Is what it I is. But yet Kirby, we're staying here, aren't we? We're Wait, not going to the south. Do we, do we know any Mediterranean? Do we know any middle uh, philosophers? Can we name one? You know, that's why. That's why one. Our, Let's come up with one. No, the, the, Spain the, has some. Who? Like Santayana. <laughs> oh, obscure. Okay. Like yeah. compared to. Yeah, nobody cites him and nobody reads him. No, Albert Camus. Yeah. Came from Algeria. But, no, but went to France. Yeah. But and then, then he started writing. Then he started Till writing. then he was happy. He was like the <laughs> goalkeeper for the Algerian football team until he moved to France. And then he started to think about shit. Until then he'd just been yeah, having but, fun. Uh, to your point, you draw a line four degrees above and below the equatorial line. Nobody, and you're not going to find anybody nobody. that gives a damn. Or about, any literature or About anything. math or science or philosophy. All they want to do is do is it. They live. Is they want to live. live? Right. And and we have to explain why we're not living. They want to live the small b. Maybe yeah. maybe bee. where it goes through India. Does it? Where does the equator go through? Does it go through India? It does. So, yeah. Southern, but then you've got, then you've got abject poverty is thrown into the middle of all of that. So you have something. You're like, wait, making love and doing all that stuff isn't good enough because I'm covered in disease and I'm starving. Or yeah, but they still love each other in ways that we can't even begin to right. understand. But that does birth a. They philosophy. walk out of their cardboard houses so beautifully dressed and clean. Well, I think it. I think. Yeah, I think that kind of points to what if you don't have to explain why you feel miserable. If you don't feel miserable, then you don't have to come up with some system to explain why you feel miserable because you didn't feel miserable in the first place. Yeah. Can't argue with that logic. I, I like that logic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sadly. So that's, that might be Damn. why the, the and North people do so many drugs is to try to put them to the equatorial climbs who, who is Anne north they've kind of it's a concept they've but kind of fetishized a, the whole idea of yeah. that what we're doing up here is actually beautiful and um is they've it really a, floated a whopper on the world is it a store and north it uh, kind of is a store yeah no it's more like it's one a, of these online it's a, it's a blog but ultimately a store yeah okay a group of people that are sort of martha stewardizing the concept of the north oh and turning. So there's a sales <coughs> aspect in it. Okay. I see. Yeah. And, and you could get nice clothes there? Or, or you, uh, if you followed the route. Through, if you look you at all of the pictures, nice it's de rigueur that you have nice clothes. I see. Otherwise, you're not admitted into and you're neat. the north. You're, you're neat. You're, 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 you're all chiseled and neat. Yeah, you are. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. you, you are look a pretty good. Person. And okay. even if you don't, you look bad in, in a good of, way. Kind of cool. And that's such a that's <laughs> such a northern concept that uh, the whole idea of branding is is just you won't find that again. No South. need. There's no, no need. need for it. But up here, to aspire to something, even if it's an absolute, you know, um, uh, 
constructed idea that goes nowhere, you yearn for it. Well, it's the same thing. When you're grabbing at the existential void, an ant north straw is going to be your saving grace. Haven't we just nailed it? I mean, hey, we're only in the middle of nowhere coming up. Haven't we just nailed it? Which is that if you don't have a need, whether whether that's consumerism or whatever, if if you don't have to make up reasons why you need to wear that pair of shoes because you're basically miserable and you think the pair of shoes will make you feel better, if you don't have that set of needs... Then you're doing just fine. When the struggle goes away, the fun begins. Let's put it that way. Right. So if you lived in that band of the earth or that band of people where you where you were like, what? I don't care about my damn shoes, whatever. Yeah, I'm like yeah. doing whatever we did before. That would be no different from caring about philosophy or caring yeah. about religion or caring about anything else. Yeah. Oh, you're putting me Man, into a dream state. good, doesn't it? I want to go to, Let's go to, go to Sicily. sleep and just Can we all move this. down to Sicily? I could do that. That sounds I'm great. starting to think that I just I just want to sell the farm, yeah. kill all the animals yeah. when I'm done <laughs> yeah. when I'm done eating them. Yeah. Why when not? Kirby, them, why not? Why not? I'm why be not? So fat what you that got I, what I you got walk. this going on is so good that you can't leave. But I'm asking you too then, why are all the so many people from the equator wanting to get out and come here? Why? Oh, because it's wretched. <laughs> It must be this. What they did was they they loved put into the equation. No, they they loved each other so much that they made too many people. Yeah, and and that it's hot and it creates a contemptible. And there's bad insects and poisonous things that eat you. Spiders that will bite you and like your legs drop off. That's why they want to leave. It's true because all the spiders and all that. Yeah, because they diminish the further north you go. So this is that weird balance of like where I guess what we've got to do is not move to the equator because that's full of worms and things that eat. Unless you've got a lovely condo with air conditioning. No, 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 no. That's no good either. You've got to move to. You've got to find where the sweet spot is. Because clearly we've established the equator. We know the north isn't it because we live in it and it sucks. We know the equator's not it because there are worms that swim up your pee, Mindy, whatever. They do. And I've been there. So we know that. So you've got to find that sweet spot where you're just the moving, islands, but you haven't gone north enough. The it islands might, in the stream. Yeah, the, it's the I, islands in the stream. Island, it's the Hemingway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah, yeah that's yeah. where yeah. That, that is the ideal. Yeah. But that's the Shangri-La of the South. I mean, that's the ideal that everybody wants to find as it's the antithesis. It's the other side of the coin of the, you know, it's, it's the paradox of the dark and the light and the balances and so on where, where, so Hildegard where are we going to go? Where should we go? And the other side is that lovely soft idea where you can escape all of that and not ever be bothered again. Yeah, but we want, we and clearly that, want a foot in either camp. Clearly we want. Well, so where is that? Is that of like course. Santorini? Is maybe that, like, we do and maybe we don't. Because um, if you go to one extreme, you will eventually find it to be as distressing as the other. The extreme? It, we know no, the No, that's whole... an extreme. We're talking about two extremes, the end north extreme and the, and the equator. The we know, oh. And if you go to either one of them, if you stay there, it, it will drive you crazy. But the, the familiarity of it and the sameness of it, you will find, you know, and it's the cliche. What, the what, what, is always what were you about to say? But what about... You know, we can't go there because we have families and stuff, so we're stuck. Yeah. yeah. So where can you get to from here? I, I go to the Price Chopper. You go to sleep. <laughs> no, you price go to sleep. You're going to suggest okay. Price Chopper is where we go? <laughs> yeah. That's I've never seen totally, you there. That's an outrage. No, wait, you're, you're lying. What do you do in Price Chopper to make you feel bad? You just walk in the aisles, and there's <laughs> you so just many walk products. <laughs> and I love the clean stacking that they do. That's magnificent. <laughs> the vegetable aisle is so pretty. Is that what gets you through? <laughs> well, they have bananas there. That's pretty close to the tropics. <laughs> Three or four different kinds of bananas. That is wonderful. 
I ha- you know something I I have experienced a little bit. Wow. I I kind of right. hear what you're talking about. Right, it is. It's a very quick tour of the world. Going you see, Price Chopper is my is the is the apex of my um, horror. <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely, really? totally. Oh my god, totally. Well, that's the because you mobility scooters, the, the sheer. The, it's like being faced with the truth, <laughs> <laughs> totally. And yet you find distraction. I in blank there? out the people in the in the store. Not just the people, the products, everything. The whole oh, thing like is it. like this is it. Oh, I like it. I don't like Walmart. I don't know why, but <laughs> I can't afford is even up a level. And then if you go to Wegmans down in Binghamton, that is really. Like, I've never even been to Binghamton. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Johnson so, City has a place called Wegmans. Yeah, yeah, I know And they Wegmans. have incredible aisles full of strange fruits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's there almost is, Hawaii. There is a certain, there's certain, uh, the predictable order and the beautiful thought that's gone into all get the, the branding and the packaging. I can see how somebody like Kirby, a philosopher king, walks into that and finds it an ideal. Why not? I mean, I thought you were going to say that you, that your, you know, out to all of it was just sleep, as you suggested earlier. But when you suggested walking the aisles of the price chopper, I think what we need to do is take that to the um, board of the price chopper and talk to them about this as an opportunity. Can you imagine? To can you imagine what they would say? And, <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine a, a, a thirty-second? They would just be staring back at Kirby, you, like. Kirby walking into the price chopper <laughs> in his like frumpy in your pajamas. No, in your pajamas, and then starting to float a little bit, and his, his expression like, going yes, from this dour frown yes, into this here, incandescent <laughs> smile and grin as he goes over the bananas and the guava, and, and floats down an aisle where. Where there's like caviar lumpfish. Are you feeling them? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Oh, okay, so it's not that. There are women that I've seen squeeze every head of broccoli. It's the most disgusting thing. But the broccoli. There's, there's, Why would you squeeze broccoli? Because they want to pull the power out. They're witchy women that want to, in touching it, take the green power. I'm convinced because of the way they're touching it, they're on some kind of a level. That Kirby, you're on when you go in there and you're sucking the energy out of the price chopper to keep yourself alive. Well, that is that. And then <laughs> occasionally the mist comes. The oh, mist. The mist is, it's like the rainfall. Here's the mist. The, rainforest. Look, the mist just came. How is that? What is that? That's your nose again. <laughs> Did I do it? I don't know. No. No, no that's lovely. Nobody yeah. knows. It's the, it, it, it is the spray machine. At it's the, the spray machine in the price chopper. Yeah. <laughs> How We've got 15 minutes to get through this sound right now. Excess reality leaking out of our brains. How about um, restaurants? Do you guys go to restaurants? Rarely. Like, can that be a break from everything? I, think, I, I don't like them, really. Yeah. I don't either. No. How do we make that sound go no away? Are we going to pretend it's not are. happening? I guess we are, but it's getting louder. It is. I don't know <laughs> what this is. I think that Hildegard is, like, <laughs> joining us. Tonight, with, uh, you did that, Julian. Turn it off. I'm not doing anything. I'm sitting here with my wine. And Kirby, uh, is it your psychic energy that's doing this? <laughs> I think it's. I think it's Kirby, and it's psychic energy. I was thinking very hard about that mist. Maybe try. Maybe try something. I'm gonna try to. You're over there with the thing. Try pressing some buttons. I'm trying. Nothing seems to be affecting. You're gonna see the flashing light on the telephone in any second. Right. 
Um, let's talk over the uh, the sound of rainfall. Let's, let's, let's just pretend yeah, let's, it's a rainfall. I, let's pretend we're in Costa Rica. Yeah. We're in Costa like, Rica, yeah. and we're, right. we're under right. a tin roof, Whew. and uh, and we're we're talking about our day in, in the beautiful waters and uh, drinking the coconut milk. If anybody tunes in now, we're fine. Yeah. Rainy day. Uh, yeah. Okay. So where were we? Would people even talk in Costa Rica? Would there be a reason? There's no need. There's no need to. Maybe you would just relax. You know what you'd say? Snake. Uh huh. That's the only time you'd have to talk. Yeah. Look out, snake. Snake. Other than that, that's what you have to do. Another banana. <laughs> Kirby, can you tell us a story, a romantic, lovely story about? Oh. Um, who touched what? Yeah. Can you tell us a romantic story about? Um, a rainstorm that you were in at some it's point. It's gone now. There's no need. But right. no, there is a need because we're in the we're in the and north and to talk about warm rain. No, but wait, 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 wait. No, no, you're not allowed to do that. Where were we? We were about to say something just before the rain came in. There was something good happening. Yeah, well, what's was. not good about talking about romantic rain experiences? All right, okay, romantic rain experience. Unless you can, you can't draw yourself back, can you? You, no, no, there was something. No, there was no. something about can't. Admit I can't. the fact. You know what? That's the thing I've noticed human. about my brain is it's le it's so much less capable of going backwards than it used to be a few years ago. Yeah, let's not talk about you aging. Let's talk about the. <laughs> <laughs> Let, you're going to start to make gassy noises again. <laughs> I'll do that again if this conversation doesn't go the way I want. <laughs> All right, take it away. Ask the question. No, I don't know what it was. I've lost it. I can't yeah. go backwards even a few seconds. Kirby, well, do you I don't really it? have a romantic story about rain, but it does remind me. I lived in Seattle for 20 years. Oh, and dark, rainy. Weather. It's dark and rainy, but it's warm. Mm. It almost never goes below 40, and the rain isn't rain. It's mist. Yeah. It comes all the time, but you can walk in it for eight yeah. hours. Oh, that's very romantic too. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. I, but Seattle has a very high suicide rate. Yeah, especially as you get out towards the coast, because again, there's not very many big cities, and I think people get trapped in those little homes, like us. Yeah, you go stir crazy. Right. Why is? Are we all going to make it? All three of us? Are we going to make it through this winter? <laughs> are we going to make it? Just in general, will we make a few through a few more winters? Are we going to stick around? Are we going to keep going at this? Yeah. Are you going to keep going at? I think I'm gonna. Yeah. I Steve don't is. Know. I Steve, don't Steve's know. got stuff in the ground and dogs and cats. I don't, I don't know. Are you enjoying your <sighs> life, Steve? Uh, well, thank you for asking. Nobody ever asked me that. Um, you know, uh, fun and happiness is the measure of engaging yourself in important ongoing activity. And uh, I do that because I'm involved with a very complicated, large natural system. My wife, my dog, my animals. And so it's constantly surprising, constantly challenging, constantly using what I consider to be the greatest asset the human condition can throw out in front of you, which are problems. So I would say in a very and north way that, yes, I am I'm problem solving all of the time, and, and it's important because it's life and death on the farm. So I'm happy. Are you happy? Yeah, I, I, I have up and ups and downs. I have four kids. And the oldest boy is playing varsity basketball. So if he has a good game, I'm elated for a couple of days. Mm. Elated. Mm -hmm. He had a very good game the other night in mm -hmm. Harpersville. Suddenly he could pass. He could. All his shots were going in. Damn. And nice. he was getting 15 rebounds. And take, he took over the game. Most so, valuable player. Yeah. It was a nice night for him. But not every night is like that. Yeah. Some nights he gets paralyzed. 
And suddenly it just looks like he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. I shouldn't be saying this on the radio. No, that's fine. But well, he's not listening. Because yeah. all of us vicariously live through our families, and it makes us happy or sad. No, but that's yeah. your point is that you could be that that alone can be something that like carries you through totally yeah. and i go back and i think about each play and i i try to talk to him yeah yeah How, what what happened you know it's a totally valuable thing to do because on the one hand we will be led to believe because i think that also when i'm traveling and over in places and i'm like you know the worthiness of this kind of pointless seemingly pointless way that i could feel elated about something that i didn't even do or whatever but i'm like whatever it takes like there isn't a hierarchy of elation that makes you come through like it had to be something that you did or a book that you read or, or like some achievement you had in your life whatever the hell it takes for us to hammer a nail into it to make the day the day feel better is what it takes but without doubt those uh points of light that make us happy and make us reflect and, and focus us are the things that are outside of us, are, are the things that we really love are our children and, and ideas that are, are worth defending, which get challenged and more so all well, the time. But I, I love the idea that, you know, if we can sustain ourselves and not self-annihilate, it will be because we took great joy in watching our son make a three-point shot from the middle of nowhere um, in an unexpected way. And, and and feeling that what he did was a measure of all the things that are good. When you see your children, Jimmy, totally, and and I've and I've witnessed your brilliant daughters do things that are just, I mean, even beyond your expectations. I have to assume, and that's reason enough to carry on. Oh, it totally is. It totally is. I and, mean, and that's a primal and, yeah, thing. I don't know what I would have said about that, but that's clearly a primal thing of just feeling like it's okay, yeah, because. Yeah, because they've taken the torch in some way or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm an, I'm kind of an evangelist about kids because I was someone who didn't expect necessarily to have them or whatever. Right. But I can't imagine how I would deal with the state of mind that I get in if I didn't have children. Yeah. Yeah. I right. I, agree. I probably would work out some way to do it because it wouldn't have happened, and I'd work out some other way. But because I rely so heavily on my children as being a, kind of a reason to go on. Yeah, I think everyone does. They're they're very sensitive nerve endings for us, even more sensitive than our own. Nerve oh, endings. they're definitely more sensitive than our own. Yeah, you yeah. see their pain much more. Oh my god, it's yeah. unbearable in a way it's that unbearable. our in a way that our pain oh is. is and just, you can't yeah. do anything about it. Only and, they can. Right? Yeah, right. And, and and empathy comes in like a freight train in the middle of the night when you see your children having problems and particularly when you know they have to get through that themselves and you just absolutely feel crushed by well the, it's it's a combination the journey of, that they're on well it's a combination of your chromosome and also innocence you know because they because i don't know i guess we feel that like whatever our own suffering is we're in some way responsible for it i guess yeah. We feel that we're old and worn out, and, and we did it to ourselves. These things down here are uh, resilient and inventive, and but they're also suffering. Really when this when this shit starts to happen to them, they're suffering it for the first time, and they're suffering it from the position of a puppy or a the, uh, or a level of innocence where where it's unbearable. Where you go, where are you unbearable for you? Yes, but for the child, well, so often it's. I mean, they'll work out their own way through it, but unbearable a normal, for us, a normal. Yeah. I I find it, you know. Something at, 
at, at my stage in life to be the great pain, the great suffering. Um, the great big B that visits me is when I look at, at suffering of the innocence and realizing that there is for me nothing but my empathy and, willing, and, and desire to take that on, to suck it away from them and put it on me, which is this impossible magical realism. Um, when in fact, when in fact, young people are feeling for the first time something, and because of that, it's new. Um, there might be pain, but it's it's just part of what they see life being, and they they don't have any reference point other than perhaps seeing an adult, a parent, who is with them, giving them love and support, and uh, and that's what they know, and and the associations between the love and, and whatever pain they're going through is what builds, I think, us as humans, is that it, it, it can be rough. Here comes the rain again. Here comes the rain. But, <laughs> but you will get through it. And I think this is the takeaway. The takeaway for tonight's conversation is that the pain is inevitable, mm -hmm. that February will come, that our salvation and what gets us through it is not just long nights of sleeping, but the fact that we are surrounded with people with empathy that will hold our hands over a cup of coffee at dinner with our words and conversations and promise us this, that we will all go down to Costa Rica together and eat the papaya and swim in the ocean and look up at the amazing sky and say to ourselves, isn't this marvelous? I think that's I think that's where we all go. Now you gotta press that button, whatever that button is that you press at this <laughs> yeah. point. Like you better press that button quickly. Press the damn button. Before we wreck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I, we already wrecked Captain it. Trip is here. <laughs> Captain Trip is here. I have a point. Yeah. No, no, no. Press, ahead, press the, the button. Point. Press the button. Press the button. Yeah. Okay. We've, we're gonna say thank you. The evening tickler. We'll see you Kirby, next thanks for coming. Monday. Thank you. Kirby Olson Thank you, um, <laughs> proved himself out as not the smartest guy, but the wisest guy, and maybe the nicest <laughs> guy in the room. And you do a lot of. Um, go ahead. Talk you do a lot of like things that people can't see, yeah. can't hear. A lot of the, they're relevant, but people don't know that you do. Yeah, I'm rolling my head and eyes. <laughs> Until next week, the evening tickler is checking out. I've been over Snowden, I've slept up on Croton, I've camped by the Waynestones as well. I've sunbathed on Kinder, been burned to a cinder, and many more things I can tell. My rucksack has off been my pillow, the heather has off been my bed, and sooner than far from the mountains. I think I would rather be dead I'm a rambler, I'm a rambler from Manchester way I get all my pleasure the hard and way I may be a wage slave on Monday But I am a free man on Sunday The day was just ending and I was descending